What up guys, welcome to CCC 420, I'm Magrito. I'm Dan, I'm Shane. And we got a killer strain review today. This is some Fire. dank ass flour right here. What strain are we working with? This seems um, to be a little bit more compound, you know, a little more yeah. compact, but. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the weed itself, regardless of its shape, is just retains that flavor amazingly. Yeah. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet gonna... Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome, Radio Irregardless fans. It's me, your host, Mark Scalia. And uh, I am so happy to be back. It's been a couple weeks. Um, a lot going on, real lot going on. And I normally, uh, I like to keep it fun. I lead to, <clears throat> Excuse me. I like to keep it fun and moving and, and have a lot of energy. And I got that tonight. I really did. I had this epiphany today. Um just really had i've been working so much since uh literally for two weeks i've been like literally doing doubles a day like two events a day um doing a gig in the morning and then a gig at night a gig in the afternoon a gig at night a gig in the morning gig in, you know so i've been doing so much work and maybe it's just me uh maybe it's just you know uh the way my life has gone the past couple of weeks but it's been so stressful and today was uh was a nice epiphany and I'll go over a little bit more of that in the happening monologue, the happening now monologue. I'm a little tongue just twisted. Um, cause I've been working and I literally, literally, or literally just walked in the door 10 minutes ago, had enough time to plug the computer in and just get out underway. So thank you for joining me, your host, Mark Scalia on radio, irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And as you may not may know or may not know, um, this is a fun show. I like to have fun. I like my listeners to have fun. I like my guests to have fun. And we got guests coming up. Um, we got an amazing guest coming in. Um, I've been trying to get this guy for a while and finally got him uh, literally last week because I bumped into him on a show. He's like, hey, uh, I, I'm finally having Wednesdays off. And I go, yeah, I've been booking my whole freaking Wednesdays from now until eternity. But he's coming up on the show. Um, but if you're new to the show, have some fun here. That's what we want to do. And got a lot going on, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so I'm going to start off without missing a beat. I am going to start the happening now monologue which i can't find the intro there it is everything that happens now is happening now everything is happening now that's why we keep things from happening all at the same time um oh there it is that's where it should have been bits and clips boom there it goes 
It, it, there it is. Oh, now that not that one. Not that one. <laughs> I was going to have a technically perfect show, but no, I blew it. Um, you blew it. <laughs> so I just literally came in from doing doubles today. I did a uh, an event from 2 to 5.30, and then literally from 6 o'clock till 8.30, another gig. Um, so the happening now monologue is happening now. A lot of things to go over, as I said. Uh, Father's Day is coming up uh, this Sunday. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the would-be fathers and the adopted fathers, or the fathers who were adopted, and that's probably a little better, <laughs> um, and the grandfathers and the great-grandfathers and the yet-to-be fathers. Uh, it's a tough job. It really is. Um, I miss my dad. Uh, I lost my dad eight years ago, did an anniversary show uh, on the day, on the anniversary of his death. Miss him. Could have used him today, actually. Um needed his advice and that's one thing my father didn't have a lot going on i mean it's probably i remember my father probably much more fondly than you know maybe my brother or my sister because everybody's got unique memories and i seem to remember my father being the um very abrupt all the time but he it, maybe he didn't realize it maybe uh, he wasn't good at it, but even him just being him, I still draw from him, and I have literally became the man. Uh, I'm saying literally a lot, so I'm going to stop doing that. I have become my father. Um, not entirely my father, but I do quote my dad. I do it in my act now because I do it so often. I draw from the lessons that, um, the, the, more of the experiences than the lessons. My father never really gave good advice. <laughs> He really didn't. As a matter of fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a segment called um, Good Advice from Bad People featuring my father. <laughs> so that's uh, some of the segment on that. But my dad um, was not a very articulate man, um, and he he didn't have the best life lessons, but his experiences, um, he gave those to me, and I have learned from either his mistakes or his uh, his accomplishments. But either way, um, I was very grateful to have the man in my life as long as I did. And if you are a father, uh, be there. And even if you don't think you're doing anything, you're still doing something. Um, cause that's, that's how I see my dad. Uh, so happy father's day. The next thing on the docket on the dossier is, this is what kind of keyed into me today. I'm getting busier and I'm starting to make a little bit more money, which is good because the winter was thin and, um, it's just, it's, it's been fairly thin. I feel like I lose clients all the time. They just drop off or I work for somebody and then I got to work harder for less money. It's literally like I, well, I said, literally again, son of a bitch. All right. Here's the new thing. If I say literally one more time, um, somebody has to correct me and somebody can type it in because stop me. Um, I've been getting busier and as a result, getting busier indicates more money or at least it should. But I've, it feels like I have a nine-to-five job where I'm doing twice the work at, less, at the same amount of money for no recognition. And it's, it's starting to get a little better. And, and I started thinking about it, and there were a couple things. Uh, a good friend of mine actually has a radio show, uh, Your Two Dads, uh, Guy McConnell and Paul Kravitz. And uh, they're actually featured. Um, I follow them. So if you guys would like to follow them, they're on Friday nights at 930 right here on Mixler.com. Um, and if you're listening through my website, thank you, markscalia.com. Um, but they started talking about 
they had a show about uh, if I had a million dollars. And then coincidentally, like literally, almost did it. Almost did it. <laughs> um, the next day, I actually heard uh, a couple people talking about, oh, how much money do you need? How much money do you want? And everybody's like, oh, I need like uh, $500,000 or a million dollars a year. Now, that's a shitload of dough. If you really think about it, how much money do you need? I mean, for reals. So this is the how much money do you need intro. So and I'll lower it down a little bit. (laughs) There's a ton of songs about money, by the way. A ton. That's ABBA. So how much money do you really need? And I started thinking about it, and I don't need that much money. I really don't. And I really calculated it out. Even if I bought a bigger house, and my house was double the cost that I live in the house now. <laughs> I never play ABBA. That's the one time I did ABBA. Um, if I had a bigger house, say it was twice the worth of my house now, my my mortgage payment would be like three grand, maybe uh, you know, thirty five hundred bucks a month. Now between my wife and myself, yeah, you'd figure let's let's even do it very dem- democratically. Let's split it down the middle. I would pay half the mortgage. She would pay half the mortgage. So say it's. 3500 that's 1700 bucks a month. And I spend about a grand, 1200 bucks a month. So I would need to make three grand a month. And that would make me happy. Three grand a month. Do the math. That's 36 grand a year. That's not a lot of money. So if I made 45 or 50, that would be insane how much money I would make. And I, I just really want to put it out there that it's not about the money. And I used to think it was, and for a little while, and that's kind of tipped into the epiphany today, it's, it's not about the money. It's really not about the money. It's about enjoying what you do, and that's why I do what I do, because I love what I do. I love the radio show. I love the acting. I love the stand-up, and I, I've been doing it too long to not love it, and the moment I stop loving it is when I seriously have to consider why you're doing it, and I had that moment today. I said... I'm freaking out. I'm full of anxiety. I'm full of anxiety. I'm worried about things. And I said, why am I worried? What, what, what is the point? And there is no point. There is no point to worrying about money. You just do a job or you don't do a job. You have money or you don't have money. And you take it as it comes. And that's what you do. And I examined what I was doing. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to have fun again. I'm going to have fun again, and the way that I'm going to have fun is I'm going to be in control of it. And everybody has their own level of control, and that's where it's at. You look at some people, and they have to have their pens in all the same order, or they have to have, I'm a guy that I don't like the caps off the pens. I like to keep them up. It's not anal. It's just my level of order. My wife, different level of order. I would consider her, her, her order chaos. But to her, it's order. It makes perfect sense. And everybody's got that different level. So my new level of control is fun. If I'm not having fun, then it stops. And that's my level. And I'm very glad that I can do this show to say that. Um, When I first started the show, it was about inspiring. It was like, I love to have listeners and I want to say something that people can listen to and maybe make them laugh or maybe make them think or maybe make them laugh and think. Or, you know, and when I do acting work and I, I, I'm directing uh, for Salem Theater Company and my, my play opens in a couple of weeks, I've had one meeting with them and one rehearsal for blocking. And I was so happy. I was so 
enjoying it like like I haven't in a long time. And I come home and I was like, this is great. I'm doing this. And I had all these ideas and I wanted to sit down and write. And then there was a moment today I went, oh, I hate this. This is the worst thing ever. Can't stand my life. I was like, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. I'll get to that later. <laughs> no, actually, I won't. I can't talk about that. Um, if anybody gets a reference, please type it in. But I want to have fun. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm getting busier and I don't need a lot of money. I just need enough money to make me happy. And how much money do we need to make me happy? Four, three, four grand a month. Really, if you think about it, $3,000 a month is 100 bucks a day. I make more than that. I do. I'm not going to lie. I don't make a ton more than that. But I usually make more than that. I, I, I work a lot. Um, but I'm not making a ton of money. And I started thinking about, oh, I'm so miserable. And I don't want to be miserable anymore. So I want to be happy. I want to be if, you know, my level of money is my level of money. That's what I got. So I hope that uh, I hope it helps a little bit for you guys, too, because it's not about how much you make. It's about how happy you are. And if money, if money affords you a little bit more happiness, do it. And if money is making you unhappy, then eliminate it. You don't have to let money control you or the lack of money control you. So that's it. Lecture is over. Go in peace. That's how we worked that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, happiness equals true wealth. Thank you. That's a very nice tip. And I would have said it on my own, but my listener typed it in. So, <laughs> thank you, Kim, for that uh, chestnut, as it were. Uh, so, that was the money, the money situation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this week in movie history... Ha-ha! This week in movie history. Fox is probably going to sue me, but whatever. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, that uh, intro is courtesy of Fox. <laughs> Just why don't we get sued anyway? Now, who's listening that's going to sue me? For reals? Anyway, this week in movie history... In 1935 this week, James Braddock beats Max Baer in 15 rounds, becoming the heavyweight champion. And that would be Cinderella Man. That's the movie. In This week in 1940, the Nazis invade Paris. Rick is stood up at the train by Ilsa. That's a classic movie. I actually only recently saw that in the past uh, 10 years, which I was like, I'm not watching Casablanca. Anyway... This week in 1944, Captain John Miller dies protecting a bridge. Uh, Captain John Miller was played by Tom Hanks. I'll give you that one and see if you can guess that movie. Ah, uh, Casablanca, yes. And if you watch the uh, the porno version, that's the Asablanca. Anyway, moving on. This week in 1970, Billy Blatz got whacked. I'm going to leave that open. This one's just for Brendan. And 1980, this week... Uh, Mrs. Voorhees is decapitated. <laughs> That's for you, Brendan. This week in 1982, Brad Hamilton became the manager of the Mighty Mart. That's a really bizarre. Yes, it is Friday the 13th. Thank you. And see if you can get that reference of the Mighty Mart. That's really tricky. Oh, Brad, you know how good looking I think you are. You know how handsome you are in your uniform. Mm, bump, bump, mm, bump. Anyway, uh, and this is for the ladies. In 1986, this week, Carrie Bradshaw took her first steps in New York City. 
Um, this week in 1991, the Wild Stallions play the Grand Canyon. Anyone? Yes, that would be Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's Sex in the City. Correct, Phyllis. Correct. Um, this week in 2003, a gigantic monolith, monolith, lith, lith, yes. Anyway, <laughs> a gigantic monolith, monolith, I did it again. It, anyway, it was found near orbit, in orbit near Jupiter's moon of Io. Uh, that was 2001, a space odyssey. And this one is again just for Brendan. And this year, this week, 2016, a replicant named Zora is incepted. That's how we play that game. So, in case you weren't paying attention, first movie was Cinderella Man, then Casablanca, Saving Private Ryan, Blade Runner is yes, of course, the last movie. Uh, Goodfellas, Friday the Thirteenth, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was Brad Hamilton in the Mighty Mart. Uh, Sex in the City Two, actually, Phyllis, I'm sorry. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is a sequel as well. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and of course Blade Runner, which I hear, hear tell, they may do a reboot. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But that is this week in movie history. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, you, of course, you there. Uh, no, yeah, I know, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to redo that movie. It was, you know, it was bad, but it, it turned, you know, it gets one of those things that's so bad it turns into a cult classic. Speaking of bad movies that have turned into a cult classic, I thought I could get away with it, but I can't because now I got my listeners and I've got to actually do it. My uh, wife's nephew, who just graduated college, uh, graduated high school on uh, Friday, um, my wife was over there Saturday night while I was working, and he gave her a movie on Blu-ray, and she brought it home. And of course, I saw it on the table. I'm like, "What is this? The movie?" And, and I'll type in if you know it, guys. The movie's called The Room. Now, I had never heard of this movie, ever, never heard of it. And I'm like, "What is it?" Apparently, this movie was made by a gentleman, um, and I forget his name off the top of my head. But the movie is incredibly bad. Like, bad. This movie made my first movie, The Last Laugh, look like Ben fucking her. It was bad. It was so bad that it's good. It's one of those things that you... It's like a train wreck. You can't stop watching it. Um, that's, where the, that's where the line, you're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. The movie is actually on YouTube. All you got to do is type in The Room in YouTube, and you'll see all these things. Apparently, they show it at midnight things and all this, and it's bad. It is horrible. Um, but I might feature that in another episode of Radio Irregardless coming up in a few weeks. But that's enough of that. But we have some listeners, and would the listeners like to play a game before I call my guest? A little game, perhaps? Would you like to play a game? We could play a game uh, called uh, Stop Yelling at Me. We could do that. Stop yelling at me! <laughs> I love Buscemi. I just love Steve Buscemi just screaming that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I got. Um, I've tried to work out the bugs in this wing again, but I think I'm just going to do it. Um, I'm going to play this clip, and this clip is featuring five different movies of somebody yelling at somebody else. You, in fact, have to name all five 
movies. And I have the listeners, and the listeners are keyed up, cracking knuckles, ready to go, going, blowing off the keyboard and the mouse, ready to play some games. So here's how we're going to do it. And I'll make it easy for the listeners. Type in all the movies at the same time. Don't worry about somebody getting in one or two ahead of you. Type in all five movies, if you know them, after it plays. That way, I don't have to scroll all the way down the fucking list. It makes it much easier. So, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's play game number three of Stop Yelling at Me. I hate snakes, Shock! I hate them! Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! What? Oh. <laughs> All right, I will play that again so you can type in again. I hate snakes, Shock! I hate them! Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! What? <laughs> you didn't think the last one was a yell, did you? I certainly did. Let's see. Uh, oh... No, you have to name the movie. The movie. The movie. Oh, I think I think Brendan got it. Star Trek II, Rays of the Lost Ark, Kill Bill. Oh, yep, it was Star Trek II. It was Khan. Raiders of the Lost Ark, when it's Indiana Jones. Kill Bill. That was uh, uh, Orange, uh, Oren uh, Arishi. Um, Last Crusade which is uh, Raiders 3, and Jurassic Park. I think Brendan got them all right. But my brother named the characters, so it could be a slight tie. Kim Santo a little slow, but she actually did everything in order. Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Kill Bill Volume 1, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, and Alien? Oh, so close, but not. So, Kim, even though you formatted it very nicely, and I appreciate that, it's much better. Um, Brendan, in fact, I think will take the win from this one. Uh, let me give Brendan something really nice. Uh, I think a nice. Uh, let me see. Can I get a? Can I get a sound for Brendan? Oh, you know something? I I can't find a sound for you. How about this one? There we go. Little bit of video game there for you. That was a nice. That was very good. But Kim, you were so close. It's alien. Aliens. Aliens make more of a high pitched squeaking noise, I think. But that's fine. So that's our games. Uh, and joining us, we're gonna actually take our first break because uh, I started the show late because I did get in late. Um, but we are gonna take our first break, and when we come back, we are gonna. I'm gonna call uh, a, a very, very, very funny comedian. Uh, newer guy to the comedy scene. He is going to seriously be... What's, what if he doesn't like that sound? What if who doesn't like what sound? Oh, the ding? He got something. He got the ring-a-ding. That was good enough. What I mean, what did you want? What What did you really want? I'll tell you what. Oh, you know something? Let's see. Let's see. I got to get a good sound for you. Let's see. It would be... No, nah, I don't have one. Nah, I don't have one. That's the way it is. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a break. And when I come back, we're gonna I'm gonna call our very funny comedian. That's it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh thank you. And you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Uh-huh. 
watch cable TV, sometimes there's nothing good on. And when there's nothing good on, you get bored. And when you get bored, yada, 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 yada. And Nazis come and rape your grandchildren. Don't let Nazis rape your grandchildren. Get rid of cable and upgrade to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scully. On this episode of Real Celebrity Rumors, The Flintstones. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was cancelled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came, when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from, an apatosaurus. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book. Yabba Dabba Do's, and Do Nots. My life, as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in Bedrock. And on the next Real Celebrity Rumors, The Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, Spice, and Not Everything Nice. You're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I'm actually calling our, uh, oh, I'm calling uh, my guest at this moment. Let's see if it rings out. Oh, that's probably way too loud. Yep, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's see if our, our gentleman caller is there. Let's see. <laughs> hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? I am good. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, through the miracle of modern technology, is an amazing comedian, uh, new to the, Bo- well, fairly new to the Boston comedy scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Barry! <laughs> Matt Barry! I should have got no, applause. I should have got, a, I should have got applause ready. I really should <laughs> Oh, you know something? Let me just do this. Let me, let me just, let me do that right. Let me just do that right. Applause. Here we go. Uh, here we go. That's the wrong applause, actually. <laughs> that would be how about that? Thank you. Thank you. Matt Barry. It's Matt Barry. That's what he is. It's funny. He's here. He's here. Yeah, he's here. That's what he is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's Matt Barry. Uh, it's good to have you on the phone, man. It's good to have you on the show. It has been. Oh, it's good to be on. This has been a this has been a work in progress for some time. Oh my God, we, we how many? I mean, for like six, seven months, I've been saying, "Hey, you got to get on the show, get on the show," and you're like super busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, a lot of stuff going. Yeah, although I was listening to the show earlier, it sounds like you're pretty busy yourself too. Yeah, I got busy too. Actually, Ryan Gartley, who was a guest on the show, he said, "Hey." He goes, I look at your schedule, and I need you to be my manager really busy. I'm like, it's today. It's, it's just today, man. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. I ain't busy most of the fucking time. So. And so. listening to the, the beginning of the show, I heard you got a chance to watch The Room. Oh, yes, I did. Have you watched it? I have watched it. Oh, I own it. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I downloaded yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a great one. I mean, I went to film school, so that's what you do is you watch get wasted and watch crappy movies at night. Shitty. You have to watch all the good ones while you're hungover in school the next Shitty day. Movies. Hey, this is just one. Oh, let's see if I can find it. This is one of my favorites. The, oh, here we go. <laughs> right here. Call me that. Here we go. Okay, bye. It's bad. 
I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where, where nationality is he? Is he American? Okay. Oh, God, no, no. He's. I think he's, I don't know if he's, he sounds German or Australian. He has like one of those vague, just vaguely foreign accents that you'd see in like a Bond movie. <laughs> Do, do you actually know who he sounds like? On Family Guy, they have the two guys who have been in the country but not long enough to get all the um, nuances. They, yeah. It's a, he goes, oh, man, friend, I was really busy last night. I was really drinking up a storm. And he goes, yes, I was really hunging out last night. It's like they really, <laughs> That's what he that's sounds exactly like. That's exactly what he sounds like. That's exactly what yeah. he sounds Tommy like. Tommy Wazell, that's his name. Tommy Wazell. Yeah, it's... And I may feature it. It's just, it's such a bet. Like, I'm watching it going, this this can't be, so, who knew? They had to know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's one of those amazing things. I mean, you made a movie, right? Like, it's hard to do. You need a lot of people. And all those people showed up every day and knew <laughs> that, must have known that movie was a bad idea and did it anyway. <laughs> the, the fight scene, oh, the many wonderful fights. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like people. Puzzles. Yeah, and people just show up for no reason. Um, I actually found somebody did a video, the room video game. Have you seen it? Have you played it? No, I have not. I have not. Oh my God. It's basically, it's set up. It looks like a Commodore 64 type deal. It's, it's (laughs) It's like, you know, very early DOS. And it's set up and it's the movie. Like, first thing you do is show up and you have to buy Lisa a red dress. And then you go home and she opens it. And then you go to you go to you go to be intimate with her and she's like, Oh, you stink, take a shower. So he takes a shower, he comes back to bed, they go to sleep, and he wakes up the next day, and then you go to work and the guy goes, <laughs> it, it is the same and they go, Oh, uh, hi. He goes, and every time you get bonus points every time you say hi to somebody. <laughs> it's like, there is a lot of saying hello in that movie. He stops in the middle and goes, Oh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> It's very good to see you. Hello. And Lisa, the, his, his girlfriend in the movie, she's naked, which normally I'd be like, oh, wow, that's hot. But it's not. It's not remotely hot. I'm like, I can, no. watch, I can watch this movie with my grandparents if they were still alive and not feel, and not feel awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, since we got listeners on and we can't, we're talking too much about us and we're not sharing with the listeners. Um, you are, tell the listening audience about yourself. Wonderful stand-up comic, went to film, film school, so you have some film stuff. Tell the, How long have you been at the stand-up comedy, Matt? Uh, it'll be three years in September. Oh, God bless you. You sicken me. You sicken me. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm actually putting your, uh, I'm putting your uh, website and your Twitter feed up there now. So if, uh, if my listening audience wants to go visit your page right now, very funny stuff. And, and I'll tell you, there are not a lot of guys that I actually work with. Well, that's not true. I work with a lot of guys who are very funny. But you were one of those guys that I went, this guy, actually, I think I said, this motherfucker is going to have, he's coming for my job in a couple of years. Um, Thanks, man. Really funny. Great to have you on any show that I'm on. You're on. I like. I, uh, it's gonna be a fun show. It's just. It's really. It's fun to work with. It's fun to work with you. So you. Oh, thanks. Out of three years, God bless you. And did you? Yeah, yeah. Doing a uh, first year was just a whole bunch of open mics. Didn't really. Uh, didn't really get any work work for that one. But yeah. Um. And but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know if you noticed the opening of the show. Did you hear the opening? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What, what What part are you referring to? The The very opening of uh, this th- This one. What up, guys? Welcome to CCC 420. I'm Magrito. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Shane. 
and we got a <laughs> killer strain review today. This is some Fire. dank ass flour right here. What's here we're working with? This seems um, to be a little bit more compound, you know, a little more yeah. compact, but but yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the weed itself, regardless of its shape, is just. <laughs> I missed that part. No. <laughs> I did not catch that. <laughs> I, I, I always open the show with somebody somewhere, either in a show or a TV show or a movie, using the word irregardless. And I figured, because you were going to be on the show, I was like, let me type in irregardless and marijuana. And I just wanted to see what's <laughs> happening. And it actually came up in these guys. They It's called CCC420. They review weed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, online you can find people reviewing everything nowadays. It's crazy. <laughs> and I only brought that in because in your act, you talk about uh, the you talk about the weed as the adult, yeah. as the you know I mean? weed is a major reason I'm doing stand up comedy. <laughs> I was just like, I love smoking weed so much. How can I turn this into a career? <laughs> so how did you uh, how did you start doing stand up? You say, well, since that's a great little jumping off point. Uh, yeah, when I started, uh, after I came home from college, I had a couple other friends who, we all kind of came home at the same time. And one of my friends went to school around Manchester, and he had been, uh, he had gone to this open mic a few times. And so we were going to go, that was going to kind of be our thing. We were just going to be like, we're all going to get in the stand-up together, it's going to be our thing, and we hang out. And then we went one week, and we all did pretty well. You know, like the first set, your yeah. your expectation is so low, so <laughs> it always ends up being great. And we're like, oh, we got to do this some more. Uh, we all booked ourselves on the same open mic the next week, and then one of them got a job working on uh, Letterman, what? like as what? as part of the page program. Who's that? And then what? Who's that? Uh, his name's Max. He uh, yeah, he he had also gone to school for film too, and uh, so they, Letterman does like the one year page program where you know you help run the show and everything. Oh. And so he got into that and moved away like the day of the show, and then the other one. Uh, he had something else going up, so it was like very quickly, I was I showed up. I was the only one of my friends there, and from then on, I just kind of rolled with it. Oh, what a douche he got that job! Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a uh, it was a tough pill to swallow. Oh my god, you sickened me! I would have killed him. Don't worry though, because now obviously the stand-up thing's taken off for me. He's <laughs> the page program. He's out of the page program now. It's only a one-year thing, so I ended up winning in the end. <laughs> so fuck him, Max. Yeah, exactly. Piece of shit. <laughs> so, so yeah, and you're and you're from New Hampshire originally. Uh, well, I'm from uh, Massachusetts, but it, it, I only lived there like two years. I was born in Lowell, but then my parents were like, "We shouldn't be raising children here," so <laughs> they moved up to uh, they moved up to New Hampshire. <laughs> we shouldn't be raising children here. <laughs> Yeah, so what are we doing? That's that's just dumb. Let's not do yeah. that. <laughs> so in your act, in your act, you talk about, um, of course, you talk about weed, and you you actually make a lot of good points. You could be a proponent for uh, legal legalization of uh, of marijuana. I can, but I don't have any, like, firm ground to stand on. Like, I'm not like, well, we should do this because, you know, it would create jobs or it would help fight diseases. I'm mostly just like, we should do this because it's, like, super fun, guys. <laughs> and that's not the most convincing argument in, like, a formal debate. <laughs> it's cool, though. Actually, one of the uh, one of the open mics I hit up a lot in Manchester, Murphy Sabrum, they, um, oh, yeah. they developed a, a strange libertarian following. Like, there's a lot of libertarians that show up for all the shows, and uh, 
they actually hired me to do their festival. No way. Yeah, because they're just really into weed. <laughs> so I'll be doing that for Porcupine Freedom I, Festival. Oh my. Uh, I think not next week, but the week after that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go in the woods. We're going to shoot some guns because they're into that. <laughs> Libertarians who smoke weed and shoot guns. Yeah. yeah, they're just like they're like this is what we're into, and I was like, that sounds great. Yeah, that uh, that might be that might be a problem, maybe. <laughs> as long as you shoot either down or up, not laterally. Yeah, <laughs> be a lot of people there. You know, I think we actually uh, we did uh, the Pizza Man up in uh, where is that? Hooks it and hooks it. Did the Pizza Man and hooks it, and you weren't even supposed to be on that show. Um, yeah, oh man, that was the day Ronald was didn't let me go on Oh yeah, <laughs> so I was about to bring that up You showed <laughs> up And I i mean, I've worked with you a bunch of times Before that, but you had showed up And <laughs> Your eyes well, were like Slits of red Let, let me give you the backstory <laughs> on this, okay So, this day its It was the first day of the Boston Bruins Montreal Canadiens playoff series It was And I had some weed brownies, and I was like, oh, my God, I love, I love weed brownies. I love uh, Bruins Face for the Canadians. So I'm going to eat a weed brownie, and I, they take a while to kick in. So I ate like an hour and a half beforehand. As the game's starting up, two minutes into the game, uh, the booker gives me a call, and he's just like, hey, one of my guys canceled. Can you do Pizza Man and Hooks It? And at this point, it hasn't kicked in. But enough time has gone by that I kind of forgot I ate it. So I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. I can do that. So I start driving up, and as I hit the highway, it just hits me. I'm like, oh, my God, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> show up at the show. I wasn't fooling anyone. The The show went well, but then afterwards, I drove into that rock. Uh, that was I know. You were leaving the parking lot, and I'm like, hey, man, take it easy. And you're like, <laughs> and I was like, and I, and I go, oh, don't worry. I pulled her out, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was almost my last show. Jeez, yes. I was like, my god, and he, he, I was like, you gonna be right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a block from here. <laughs> I was like, you should leave the car and walk. <laughs> it was god awful, but um, and not only in your act, you talk about uh, the film school thing, and then you talk about um, uh, being being back home. Yeah, yeah, that is a major part. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my struggle as a person. Um, <laughs> that, that's one actually funny story about moving home. When I moved to when I went to school, I went to school in Florida. I moved out, took all my stuff, and everyone, including me, was under the impression that that was the only time I was going to move out. So my parents actually knocked the wall down to my room because it was next to the living room, and they expanded the living room into that room because they didn't think I was going to come back. Like. <laughs> I came back a week after I moved back in. I was just kind of sleeping on the couch. My sister moved out and moved in with her boyfriend. So then I moved into my sister's room, which is pink. <laughs> and remains pink to this day. And it's one of those things where I could paint it. But then I kind of feel like, like I'm still telling people, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't live with them. I just, I'm, I've been staying with them for a couple of years. <laughs> So it's one of those things, is if I paint it, it's like my room, but if I leave it unpainted, I'm just like, oh, I'm just staying, like, I don't have, like, a comforter either, I just use, like, a sleeping bag as my comforter. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, I mean, you're a good-looking guy, and if you do that shit on stage, and then by some chance, you um, you get a girl to come home, she's going to be like, oh, my God, he's so truthful. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, we have no right to be disappointed. It's like, I told you all this stuff. 
I wonder if, like, I could use it and maybe girls would be like, oh, you can stay with me. Kind of like, you ever see, like, comedians who say they're virgins on stage and then people will uh, have sex with them after that? Yeah, I've seen a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pull that. Yeah. Like, I don't have a house. I'll give you a house. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'd really like to take you back to my house, but my parents are there. And as you heard, <laughs> as you heard in my act, uh, I can't hang with you. So you don't have a place, do you? <laughs> You're just going to figure that out. <laughs> And yeah, comedy has has led to a lot of uh, attempts to have sex in my car. Very few of which have gone through. <laughs> really? Like, so, well, you, yeah. But you're only three years in, man. I mean, I was I was three years in, and I was I was doing all right. I guess I don't remember. But, <laughs> oh shit, my wife's listening. No, there was uh, only one. There's only been you. There's only <laughs> been you. <laughs> And not even you, It's if memory serves. Anyway. Uh, uh, 70s Get off right that up. before it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's too late. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so where do you mostly play? Do you work mostly out of New England? Have you traveled uh, beyond uh, the New England area, New York? or? Uh, yeah, mostly New England. I'm trying. Uh, one of the big steps I'm trying to take now is kind of uh, expanding my footprint. Because I really I, I play mostly New Hampshire and Maine. Uh, I'm trying to break into Massachusetts a little more. I get a couple gigs here and there. Um, do, do some Vermont stuff, but uh, yeah, no, I haven't traveled too far yet. I think you do really good. You you'd probably do really well at the Kowloon. I'm almost positive you would do really well there. You have I mean, I'd lo- I'd love to get, but you know, like that place is so hard to get into. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we I just did the World Series of Comedy with a bunch of guys from all out of state, and they're like, "Hey, how do you, how do you get work here?" I go, <laughs> "If I fucking knew, I'd be working." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you get work where you work? They go, oh, it's easy. I'm like, well, fucking put my name in somewhere. Yeah, seriously. That's one of those things. You know, I I hear about comedians in other places. And it seems like I'm in like the hardest area. Yeah, the thing about New England is there's there's actually a lot of work. A lot of work. There's always been a lot of work in New England, and the the furthest you really have to travel is, I mean, you can go up to Caribou or Burlington, Vermont. And, you know, Caribou's like five and a half, six hours. Um, Burlington, Vermont's three and a half hours. You can go down to the Cape, and the Cape's like, you know, from Boston, it's, you know, two. Even if you go all the way to Chatham, it's two and a half. Um, yeah, you can do all those Connecticut clubs. Yeah, you can, and in, in you're, you're within literally, oh, shit, I said it again. <laughs> I said it again, son of a bitch. Um, within three hours, you can be almost anywhere in New England, and you can stay there. And I've got friends who live in Texas and and Louisiana and all over, and and they're like, "Oh, I'm, I got a gig this weekend." I go, "Where is it?" And they go, "Galveston, Texas." I go, "How far is that?" They go, "That's eh, about eight hours." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Oh my god. I have a buddy who was in, uh, I think, San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, maybe Austin. And his first paid gig was in Dallas, and he's like, "That's not that far, right?" And it turns out it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It takes like two days to drive across that fucking state. Yeah, I'm used to New Hampshire where it's like, oh, my, uh, like the two major cities, or the three major cities, you can go through them all in less than an hour. Yeah, well, Concord, Manchester, and... And Nashua, and I guess. Nashua. Yeah. yeah, and boom, 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 you're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Portsmouth, you can still get to Portsmouth to never since 101. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's insane. And we're, we're very lucky to work here. Because um, now, I mean, you can even double up. 
And you just yeah. you can still double up and still make it. Like you can do uh, seven uh, seven thirty or an eight o'clock show, and you're opening. So, which is great for you because you're 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 strong enough to even middle a second show. Or if you do an open mic early or if you do a guest spot somewhere and then you go up and do something else, you can do all that. And I, God, I remember 25 years ago, you could get on stage two, three, four times a night every night. Yeah, it sounds like a dream, man. Oh, it was was insane. It was insane because you, we would, we would have a a Tuesday night room. You'd literally, ah, almost. I got to break that. I got to break that habit. On, on a Tuesday, you could drive... That's a literally jar. <laughs> I know I need a swear jar, but a literally jar. Um, you could drive... Um, uh, you would do a show at Dapper Dance in Somerville at the at the Assembly Square Mall. And then you you drive to Everett to the Silver Fox, which is right down the street, and do a set there. And then you'd go up Route 1 to Peabody, and then you'd do a set at Bocce's, which is just outside Peabody Center. And all that. Oh, wow. Yeah, all on that. On Tuesday, too? On a Tuesday. Holy cow! And we would do it because we we would triple up because then it was a challenge to see how many shows you could do in one night. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Although I've had some bad experiences doubling up where it's like you do the first show and it does it if it goes terribly, then you're like, oh, and I have to do another show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick's used to run seven nights a week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it used to run uh, one show, one show or two shows on Sunday, then one Monday through thursday sometimes two on a thursday definitely two sometimes three in a friday and three sometimes four on a saturday oh holy cow i've heard even back then like even over mics like people would go to them yeah oh my god everybody went it was insane like it was insane you could you could be on stage and you would walk in to the shittiest little dump room on a tuesday or wednesday and it would be 35 to 50 people in it just, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and then karaoke came and wiped out all that, took our numbers away, and then karaoke wasn't fun anymore, and then everybody <laughs> went back to comedy. But I'll tell you what, Matt, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm enjoying the chat, but we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, um, we're going to play a game, Matt. All right. We're going to play a game. And all right, let's do it. You're going you're gonna to go against my audience, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's not going to be easy for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and on the phone with me, Matt, comedian Matt Barry. We will be right back after these uh, uh, inappropriate mission, whatever. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Irregardless 2517, for the path of the radio listener is beset on all sides by the inequities of the pop stars and the ridiculousness of the talkies. Listen to Radio Irregardless with your host, Mark Scalia, or he will lay his vengeance upon thee. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978 978- 
219-9294. I was way better at being a kid. I was better at getting kid jobs, better at kid romance. Like, I remember the most romantic thing you could do as a kid was just give a girl a note that said, from your secret admirer. And that was adorable when you were seven. When you were seven, secret admirer notes were adorable. When you're 24, secret admirer notes get your restraining order. <laughs> that was the most romantic thing you can do when you're seven. When we're like, where are all the real romantics? We're at least 150 yards away at all times, right where the law requires us to be. In your neighbor's backyard with binoculars, breathing heavy in the rain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Matt Barry, both on Radio Irregardless and on the phone with me. Uh, I love that bit. I really do, because it hits. Thanks, man. It hits so well, (laughs) and you don't see it coming. You really don't. And you have a great style, man. It's very very, uh, uh, disarming and warm, and everybody likes you, man. You're going to fucking take my job, you bitch. Fucking. (laughs) I I think I'm I'm still pretty far away from that. Way to get in the middle spots first. Yeah. Well, you'll, you, you're going to get there soon enough. Oh, by the way, uh, for the listening audience, uh, if you are watching, uh, my brother, uh, being Captain Douchebag all of a sudden, gave me a list of alternate words or synonyms uh, for literally, actually, completely, correctly, direct, directly, faithfully, indisputably, letter by letter, literalum, not figuratively, plainly, precisely, <laughs> really, rightly, righteously, sick. I think that's, is that sick, sick, simply, straight, strictly, to the letter, truly, unevadicating, which I really love, undisputedly, unerringly, unmistakably, verbatim, and vertebably. I don't even know if that's a fucking word, but... I like how he alphabetized them. Yeah, you know what he did? He just did a synonym for it. He fucking cheated. He fucking cheated. He Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I just that thought day. he was like super organized about his douchebaggery. <laughs> and I was like, I can respect that when you're like, oh, this guy's a dick, but it's so well planned. <laughs> he's he's probably slight he probably uses slightly more pot than you. <laughs> and by slightly by slightly I mean a wicked fuck a lot. Anyway. <laughs> I'll have him on the show sometime too. We did have a drinking. Uh, Jason uh, Body is actually online, and uh, he was one of the guests. And we actually had the uh, the first ever radio irregardless drinking game, which was so much fun. And we should do a radio irregardless smoking game. We will have you back on, and just the show will be so fucking slow, though it really would. We'd be so creative, but people are like, what are they talking about? Take a hit every time Mark says literally. Yeah. <laughs> We have to put up like a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Like, we're not responsible for any harmful side effects of this show. <laughs> well, speaking of literally, are you ready to play? Are you threatening me? <laughs> <laughs> are you threatening me? Uh, it's a game where I play a movie clip, and you have to guess the movie that it is from. And we don't do them all at once like we did for the uh, listening audience. We do them one at a time so the listening audience has a chance to see how good they are versus you. And I'll tell you, Matt, the audience is unbelievable. They they play, they kill it. They are unbelievable. I was listening to them play earlier, and they were just kicking ass. Yeah. This, the one where they just got, like, the quick clips. Yep. They are serious. They are not ain't no half stepping. That's the way it works around here. So <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my paper and pencil because, as everybody knows, I'm a terrible scorekeeper. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write you and Dem. You are Matt. 
And this is audience, which is A-U-D. There we go. And we're going to have five. So the best you can get is five out of five. But you have to answer quicker. Now, the beauty is that you and I speak live. So when I say something, you hear something immediately. The listening audience is through the internet. So they have a little bit of a delay, anywhere between a three to 12 second delay. So you might have a tactical advantage there. So I will play the clip for you and then you will guess. And if you don't know it, I will play it again. And if the listening audience pumps in, well then of course you lose. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Let's do it. Here's the first one. I'm going to bring the whole fucking diseased, corrupt temple down on your head. Oh man, I know I've seen this one. Ah, crap. I'll Um, I'll play it again. All right. I'm going to bring the whole fucking diseased, corrupt temple down on your head. Is it Sin City? Nope. It's got to be biblical. You can keep. Uh, nobody's nobody's piped in yet. Crap. Um, a few hints. Jamie Foxx yep. is in the movie. The man speaking is Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Um. Oh, oh, oh no! It's uh, something Citizen. Something uh, law-abiding citizen. Oh. I don't know. What? When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That is right. That is your first correct answer. Nobody, nobody in the listening audience even piped in on that at all. That was a movie that really came and went. Yeah. Oh, that my brother just piped in, of course. <laughs> He's on a uh, pot delay, so we have to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on two delays. Now, Jason has not seen that movie, he said. But it was actually, it, I, I actually enjoyed it. It was cool. It was like a. I'm, I'm always a sucker for like revenge thrillers, though. Yes, it was actually, like Man on Fire is one of my favorite movies. I actually don't think I've saw Man on Fire. Oh, it's such a good revenge movie. I know, you it's, see I it. know it's with uh, Denzel. It's not the one with uh, Dakota Fanning, is it? Yeah, but she gets kidnapped, so she's not in most of it. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I didn't get the whole. You know, I found music I like. Shit, I you know. <laughs> I just you know it, it, still my favorite movie, one of actually I don't know if my favorite but definitely one of the best movies ever done Training Day is just fun, fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I mean Training Day is fantastic. Okay, I've been I've been playing this for, I've been playing this shit all week, dog. <laughs> okay, okay, you well, okay, you want you want you want to run one wolf. Who I said I said dog no I said wolf not rooster. Here we go. Second movie. Here it goes. So far, you're one up against the audience. You're there in 30 minutes where I find you, Jerry, and I shoot you, and I shoot your fucking wife, and I shoot all your little fucking children, and I shoot them all in the back of their little fucking heads. You got it? <laughs> I'll play it again. You're there in 30 minutes where I find you, Jerry, and I shoot you, and I shoot your fucking wife, and I shoot all your little fucking children, and I shoot them all in the back of their little fucking heads. You got it? My cousin Vinny? No. No. <sighs> no. Goodfellas? Nope. Casino? It's it. Kim Santo has got it right by Steve Buscemi. Uh, oh, it's not Pesci. Nope. It, oh, it's not Reservoir Dogs either, Brendan. He's saying it's Reservoir Dogs. Fargo. It's fucking Fargo. I bet you do all kinds of right. Oh my God, Matt Barry, fucking killing it tonight. Nobody's done this well against the audience so far. I'm spooking. <laughs> <out. laughs> yeah, but it takes like it takes you multiple tries every single time. It's but you, as long as you can go be quicker than them, that's I mean yeah. that's the only advantage you really have because there's like six of them versus you. <laughs> so, all right, here's the third one. This one's easy. This one's very easy. I only tell you one time. Don't fuck me, Tony. 
Oh, I actually don't know this one. Tried to fuck me. Here we go. You don't know that one? No, I don't. Oh, Brendan got it. Don't fuck me, Tony. What was it? <laughs> Don't you ever try to fuck me. <laughs> Don't you ever try to fuck me, Tony. It's Scarface. Oh, okay. Scarface. So, Bre uh, so uh, Matt, you get this. That ain't right. And Brendan gets this. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm right. I'm still right because I could have been wrong. All right. This is the uh, the fourth one in this cabinet. Okay. So the audience is still, now they're pulling. It, this is what they do. They kind of lull the guest to a false sense of security. And then they come from behind. And then they fucking kill it. Like, they will get three in a row and you'll be like, oh, I don't even know that one. So like, we don't want to just win. We want to break his soul. <laughs> Number four. From now on. You better be looking behind you when you walk, because one day you're going to get a bullet in your back. <laughs> I'm not the Warriors? Hinting. Nope, I'm not hinting at that one at all. <laughs> uh, the Outsiders? I'll play it again. Oh, holy you shit! Brendan got it. Oh, Brendan! God damn it! <laughs> it is Back to the Future 3! Oh my god. Oh, okay. You all kinds of right. Brendan, oh my god. It's all tied up. Damn. <laughs> this is... Wow. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> All right. This is the last one, and this will determine the men from the boys and the ladies from the gals. Here we go, Matt. You die first, get it? Your friends might get me in a rush, but not before I make your head into a canoe. You understand me? <laughs> uh, escape from New York. No. But you got the right actor. Um, I'll play, uh, I'll play big again. trouble in the old China. No, I'll play again. You die first, get it? Your friends might get me in a rush, but not before I make your head into a canoe. You understand me? <laughs> Jason wrote point break. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, Brendan Millet got it right again. God damn it, Brendan. It was the movie Tombstone with, uh, uh with, uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell. That's right. Ding, ding, fucking ding. Brendan. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is that... Is, I, is Brendan hired specifically to do this? <laughs> Actually, uh, one of my listeners, Kim, Kim Santo, she, like... Every single, like she was the one that alphabetized all the the better thing. It was fucking awesome, um, <laughs> but it was great. It was great. Yeah, Ronald Olson just said these folks have too much time in their hands. We all do. We have too much time. But yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, Matt, you you were start off amazingly well and then crash in the fucking ball of fire <laughs> because the audience burns you. Brendan Millette single handedly jacked you up. Brendan Millet is my new my new nemesis. He's your new nemesis. <laughs> Hold on. He might totally forget about this. No, he won't. He but won't. I never will. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, bitch, you got jacked, bitch. <laughs> you got all jacked up. <laughs> oh, how about this one? Slap him like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points. What? Is that clip from? Slap him like a bitch. <laughs> Terrible movie. I don't know. What's it from? Oh, I want to see if my listeners can get it. Oh, okay. Does Brendan, Brendan know it? I don't know. Brendan will probably know it. <laughs> One more time. 
slap him like a bitch. <laughs> Brendan goes, I got nothing. That was actually from Pootie Tang. <laughs> oh, directed by Louis C.K. That's right. <laughs> there we go. We know we know the comics who directed movies, but we can't fucking name anything else. So. No, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is... Uh, that is a- <laughs> That is, uh, no, that was, are you threatening me? That was, are you threatening me? And a, a margin of victory. But when it comes to the last three, uh, you got your ass handed to you. That's like the comeback, the comeback kid. They, they just direct you, but it was a good attempt, Matt. I I grant you that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our third and final break. And when we come back, we're going to ask our wonderful comedian, the two most, you know, like. James Lipton on the inside the actor studio has the questions he asks everybody. My questions are, tell us about your best gig and your worst gig. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Here Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We will be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. This is Jody Sloan, and I am listening to Radio Irregardless. And uh, honestly, the games were really stressful for me. I've taken a little razapam so I can sleep tonight. You know what? I don't even know if I recommend this show. If you have any kind of anxiety disorder, um, yeah, don't. Don't even bother. Sometimes I get too high to drive. I don't know if you've ever done that. It's, uh, it's different than getting too drunk to drive. Because when you're too drunk to drive, you know, you're seeing double. Your timing's off. You're making bad decisions. When you're too high to drive, you just forgot how to drive. I'm sitting in my car like, what the hell is all this shit? My buddies are in the passenger seat like, that's the jack in the spare tire. Get out of the trunk. We got a Ladies and gentlemen, that is Matt Barry with his uh, homage to uh, Don't Do Resin. <laughs> his baloney has a first name. It's W-E-E-D. That's what it is. <laughs> 
So, Matt, now you've only been doing uh, stand-up for three years, but as I said, uh, you're very funny, and as the listeners now know uh, through the, the couple clips, really funny, and that's you doing very little time up front. I mean, it's like maybe 15, 20 minutes, right, if that? Yeah, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah and- about 15, 20 minutes. Now, where do you where do you help to? Uh, I mean, because you're, you're you're you know fairly new in the business, but I would say that you're you're. I think you're almost ready to jump to the middle spot. All you got to do is stop burning people and who's ever behind you. <laughs> well, I've done the middle a couple times on some shows, and it just doesn't go well. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it might be like nerves, and I get up there, and I'm like, oh man, I freak out, and then I kind of look nervous, and people kind of sense it on me. I'm not sure though. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, because you you do you have an easygoing style, and when you open, you kill it. It's it's definitely a different spot in the middle. I mean, you're certainly strong enough, I think, to be on a, a lot of middle shows. Um, oh, thanks. So it's you know it'll come, it'll come. You just figure it out. You know, just figure out what you want to do. Um, and you can visit Matt at <laughs> I love your website, MattBerrySucks.com. <laughs> Is there another Matt Barry? Is that why you decided to go with Matt Barry Sucks? Uh, no, but there's just some dude who bought Matt Barry, and he is not doing anything with that website. He just has it, and he wants too much money for it. So really, there's too yeah. many there's too many whores out there. I hate these people that buy websites and just don't do it. It's one of those things where if if I was old enough when the internet popped up for the first time, I would have bought every dot com, dude. Yeah, well, I would have been one of those guys. I'm lucky. There's nobody. There's nobody who's me. I'm really lucky. <laughs> yeah, there's a million Matt Berry. Actually, all the Matt Berries for a while, we were all uh, friends on Facebook. <laughs> it's weird how much all the Matt Berries look alike, too. It's really strange. <laughs> like, we all have, like, the same hair. We all have very pointy faces. Wow. Do they do they literally look like each other? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, they, or they just figuratively look like each other? <laughs> or wait a minute, let me let me scroll up again. Let me find out. Um, do they directly look like each other? That doesn't sound right. Do they indisputably look like each other? That doesn't sound right. Do they strictly look like each other? Fuck it, I'm gonna use literally. It's a better word. It just no, is. go with like unequivocally. Oh, unequivocally, unequivocally. Yeah, yeah, we unequivocally look like each other. Yeah, but then if I say it too fast, I sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> so <I feel> like, <laughs> sorry, mush mouth from Cosby. Like, yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> So, Matt, even though you've only been doing comedy for a few years, um, and I love to put this to all the people, all the guests are on my show, uh, whether they're um, an actor, comic, um, performer, just civilian in general, I say, tell me about your best gig and your worst gig. And it's usually a good experience or a bad experience if I have an expert or something like that. So tell tell our, me and our listening audience your best gig and your worst gig stories. And definitely start with the best one because the worst gig is probably going to be funnier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the best gig, it's tied. Uh, they both happened this year, both happened pretty recently. Um, one of them was in January. I got a chance to play the Colonial Theater in Keene with Robbie Prince. Amazing. And it was, Amazing it was my play. first theater show. You know, it's the first one where there's been, I think there were 800 people at the show, and there's like two floors of people and everything. And it, it was crazy, like the amount of laughs you get where you have to like wait way longer to start yep. the next joke. And it, it was just awesome. Um, and the other one is uh, I opened for Gilbert Gottfried in April, <laughs> and that was cool because it was one of those things with like whoever I said like when people were like where are you working I'd be like oh I'm working with Gilbert Gottfried it's one of those ones where everyone kind of knew who that was yeah with you know like 
well, I had my like fantastic comics, but it's like I tell my dad, I'm like, oh, dad, I'm working with, uh, you know, Brian Gartley. He's like, oh, that's great. Who's that? You know? <laughs> and then uh, the worst, uh, the Garvey show was cool because I only had to do 10 minutes. So it's one of those ones where I want to do a shorter set because it's like you, you can only use, you only use the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> and it's way more confident. But um, the worst show was in Milford, New Hampshire. I've done several shows in Milford, New Hampshire. And I do, te- like, they're all the worst shows I've ever done. Um, this particular one was at, uh, it was a very small tavern in a basement. And there were six people in the audience at one table. The table's about a foot and a half away from the performing area. It's not, I want to say stage because it's not a stage. <laughs> and those six people, all six of them at the table, the only people in the whole uh, place booed me. Like, and it was, it was so strange because they, they were like, boo, and they yelled it. And I was only like a foot and a half away. I could have just said boo. Like, I could see them. <laughs> and it was, they just weren't having any of it. And it was, it was just an open mic, but there weren't many comics, so I had to, like, do super long so we'd have, like, an actual show-length show. So they're booing me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be here for 10 more minutes. So. <laughs> Boo. Well, I, no, which, that, that is a bad story. It really is. It's a bad gig story. But do you really think that them yelling boo would have, would, I mean, them saying boo would have been worse than yelling it? True, because then it's, then it's like, it makes it, it's like dust there, just brushing off their shoulders, yeah. like, boo. Boo. Just so <laughs> casually dismissing me. Uh, yeah, at, least, at least I made them vehement <laughs> in their disapproval. That's right. So take heart that this worst gig story, uh, this will be the best worst gig story you have because your worst gig stories are going to get worse. <laughs> it's like, oh, these guys booted. See, it's because you've only been doing it three years, which, I, I again, it's like I, I meet a lot of guys, and I wish, I wish I had that the energy because you guys, the newer guys, and guys who've been doing it less time, Get up there and they try shit. They're bur- they're burning stuff. They're just going through. They're just doing it because they fucking love it. And they go, yeah, I can make some money, but it doesn't matter. And you go up and you kill it. And then there's guys like me going, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, feel like going first. Not really. I don't feel like, going. like Paul Gilligan. I just uh, we just did a, a private gig at the Kowloon, like, and they opened both sides of the Kowloon, both sides, and they put the the uh, the DJ booth in the middle of where the partition wall opens. So when you're performing, you're looking to your right and looking to your left. The audience is on either side of you, and there's nothing in front of you except a smaller table. So you're, li- oh. yeah, you're literally going, ah, fuck. Uh. You're figuratively. <laughs> it doesn't work. You're, you're not equivocal. You know something? You're actually. That's it. Actually, that's my new word. That's a good, that's actually, a good one, man. You're actually, actually looking left and right. Um, and it was just me and Paul. And they were loud and drinking and just firing up. And Paul's going, "What the fuck?" And I'm going, "Yeah, I don't need to do this either." And, <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was good money. And then Paul went up there and he's like, "Okay," and liter- and he had to actually scream into the microphone. He's like, "Oh wow!" Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he was screaming in the microphone, and I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, you know something? I'm going to do half an hour and get the fuck out." And <laughs> and before we started, I looked at him. I go, look. I said, if it's going bad, I'll be honest. I'm gonna do twenty and jump. I said, but I won't do any more. I will not do any more than twenty five, no matter what. So I get up there, and I'm I'm almost about twenty minutes in, 
And I'm having a, I'm having a decent set. They settled in. They were listening. And he walks by the stage going, <clears throat> and I was like, okay, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> I did my closing bit, and I got out of there, and I looked at my clock. I, after I brought him up, I looked at my clock. It was like 25. Oh, no, it was 26, actually. And, and he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, he, as he's shaking my hand, he goes, fuck you, you're going first. He goes, he goes, I'm going first next time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but you guys, you jump in the grenade all the time and you got no fear. Yeah. And that's like the best place to be. Cause the, I'm the, still fresh on the board. I get shocked every time I get paid. I'm like, really? I'm getting paid? That really was. <laughs> I did. I did Smuggler's Night Resort on Monday, and it, we had kind of we turned off the show. But they give at the resort all day, and I'm sitting there riding the water slide, just like this is nuts. And I'm getting paid to ride this water slide. And I'm looking at the guy whose job is to push me down the water slide. And I'm like, I'm getting paid more than you to ride this water slide. <laughs> yeah, well, you were up. There, was Katrobus up there with you, Mike and uh, Rob? Yeah, yeah, me, Mike, and Rob. Yeah, yeah, I love Mike. Mike's good people. They're actually doing the. Uh, the Joe Yannetti benefit tonight, which I wouldn't have possibly made it either way just because of my double gig and then this. Even if I canceled the show, I still wouldn't have made it because I was done at like 8.30 and that show started at 8. So but, yeah. um, we always, and everybody who's listening, you may or may not know Joe Yannetti. Uh, he's been doing it, you know, forever, like since like 82 or 85 or something like that. Um, and he's uh, he developed a form of throat cancer, which is completely operable. And he's going through chemo, and and his medical is pretty much taken care of. But he's doing, you know, because he can't work. It's a comic, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's the your one voice. Place. It's like the worst possible place yeah. you can get it. I mean, you know, there've been comics. I've worked comics are in wheelchairs. Tom Tom Hayes has got an artificial leg. I mean, this guy's without a hand. This this guy's with you know deformities and stuff. As long as you got a voice. You can do the job, and it's Joe Yannett. He's literally he can't he can't do his reg. He, he doesn't have full volume of his voice. Um, so it's 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 a great fundraiser, and I hopefully I'll, yeah. And this is just one of a, a slew of them. He's had a couple. He's had quite a few of those shows, right? Yeah, this I think this is yeah because uh, Steve Scarfo and uh, and Mike are doing uh, uh, one from there, and then somebody else is doing something for him. So I think there's like three or four that are going on, but. Yeah. Um, so if you guys listening get a chance to go to one, definitely go. Yeah, and not not just is it a phenomenal cause to give to somebody, anybody. They're also awesome shows. Oh my! Oh my God! Like they're shows that have like eight of the best comics in the area every single time. Let's see. I'll just type in Joe Yannetti fundraiser. Watch this. The Joe Yannetti fundraiser. Um, just the one they're doing tonight. I think the one they're doing. Uh, the, I think it's in Somerville tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, uh, they did one a while ago. Jim McHugh put it together. This is the lineup. This is the lineup. Let's see. Let's see if I can find that. Um, here we go. Jim McHugh, founder of the Boston Comedy Festival. Tony V. Mike Atrobus. Joey Carroll. Lenny Clark. Barry Crimmins. One of the original guys in this area. Jack Lynch. Emily Singer. Mike McDonald. And even more than that. This is just one show. And, yeah. and it's like 25 bucks and normally a night of comedy is like anywhere between 12 and 20 is anyway. So if you do this, all the money is going to Joey and you get to see a fantastic show. So yeah. Yeah. And you're sure like guys like Mike Petrobus are just a name on a list. Like that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just one of the guys in a list and Mike's Mike's fantastic. And you just work with him and you know, I mean, you had, you had a thin crowd up at smugglers notch. Just how many people was it? It was eight. It was eight. eight in a 250-seat person room. Yes, eight, because it's early in the season. But did any anybody sell it short? 
Uh, I, I did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped off like three minutes before I was supposed to. Oh, oh, it's not like I did less time. It's just like I did my 20-minute set so fast. Because <laughs> usually, like, I have spaces where people are laughing, and those weren't in there. <laughs> so so instead, it was it was every every couple jokes I would just stop because I'm used to like there being like and just stop and just look stupid and then just go into the next joke. Uh, insert laughter here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Matt, where are you going to be up in the next couple of weeks? Where are you going to be this weekend? Are you gigging this weekend? Yeah, I'm at uh, I'm at Ribfest at the uh, Anheuser Busch oh. Brewery. Oh, that's right. Yeah. With uh, with Robbie Prince and Steve Sweeney, so that show's gonna be terrific. Oh my god, that's um, a great show! Yeah, next week I'm gonna be at the White Lake Inn in North Conway. So if anyone's up there for Bike Week, oh, uh, we're that, there that Saturday. So oh, oh is that for the <laughs> festival? <laughs> no, no, that one, that one's not. That one's just a show. Show the festival is the week after that on the 26th on like a Thursday. Uh-huh. I think it's a Thursday. Um, that'll be it. That's in like Lancaster at, uh, whatever campground up there. Oh. All through the summer, I'll be doing like a lot of shows at Hart's Turkey Farm on Wednesdays. Oh, uh, I'm up, see, I'm up, I'm up at Hart's, that's why I can't do a show in a couple of weeks, going to be at Hart's Turkey Farm. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably run into you. I end up doing a couple of those every, uh, every summer. Yeah, see, and another reason you're very lucky is because if you're in the opening slot, you can get more work than I can. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I'm because they have to rotate the guys who close, but yeah, and because they'll say, "Oh, I saw this guy a week ago or a month ago," <coughs> excuse me, or two months ago. But an opener, they really just go, "Okay, there's another guy." And if you're funny, they remember you. But it, you know, and that's just the way all bookers work. Like it, yeah. it goes. If you're opening, you're in a. Um, a three to six week rotation. If you're middling, you're in a like a six to ten week rotation. And if you're closing, you're in a you're in like a like a ten to a fifteen week rotation. It's just insane. Like so, every four months, maybe you're there. So you get so you're lucky. You get more work, you bitch. Fucking piss. Yeah, me. I'm yeah, glad. Great. I'm glad my listeners beat you on my game tonight. You. <laughs> But Matt, it's been fantastic having you on. I really appreciate it. And oh, uh, thanks for and, having uh, me. And listeners, go to his web website, mattbarrysucks.com, and of course his Twitter page, which is at mattbarrysucks. So because he wanted to keep it consistent. It's a brand, dude. It's brand. a brand. And if you see Matt and you see him on stage and he talks about pot and. You might be able to either score. Uh, hang out with the dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know yeah, I'm a cool guy. He's a cool guy to hang out. Hey, Matt, I will. Uh, I'll see you around the circuit, man. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you very much for having me. It was a blast. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Bye bye. And that was Matt Barry, everybody. Uh, very funny. Really, really funny kid. Funny kid. Um, and uh, because I've I've done two gigs today and my throat is a little sore because I've been talking the whole time, especially the last show. Um, I really appreciate all you guys joining radio, irregardless. Um, couple different things we got going on uh, in the because it's the summertime and like Matt just said, um, I do have a couple Wednesday night bookings which I never have and now I constantly have now. Um, we have a show next week, but the 25th we're off, and then we have a show on the 2nd where I've got an amazing guest, and I got in a little bit of a squirmish, but I'll tell you that a little bit more as it approaches. 
Uh, and then the ninth is my play that uh, we open at Salem Theatre Company. And my play is actually opening opening the Salem Theatre Company. It's called Zeno's Arrow, which is um, uh, Google that and see what comes up with that. And you'll know a little bit about the gist of the play. Uh, and then the 16th, I will be at Hart's Turkey Farm. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like, but apparently it's fun. But uh, I've got a lot of stuff uh, kind of lined up in the next couple of weeks. But I will never go too far uh, from Radio Irregardless and my, uh, my very loyal listeners. And I have a lot of fun doing this. And tonight was a great show. I had a lot of fun. I'm bringing the fun back, everybody. This is the new guy. This is the new fun, 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 funny. Um, and we're going to keep on doing that. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to tell you wonderful people about? Oh, yeah. This Sunday is Flag Day. So um, adopt a flag on this uh, on this Saturday. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not Sunday. Saturday is uh, June 14th, Flag Day, and you can uh, adopt a flag or have a flag and remember the rules of the flag and all that stuff. And uh, I'll be up in Headliners, performing at Headliners. I'll be headlining Headliners in Manchester, New Hampshire this Saturday night. I've got tomorrow and Friday off, and I've... Never looked forward to having a couple days off more than I do now. Um, it's uh, are you adopting a Swedish flag? Ron says, "Good, good. No, don't adjust the the Swedes. They don't need it. They don't. This Saturday is my niece. That doesn't really make sense to me. This Saturday is your niece. No, this Saturday is a day of the week. <laughs> my niece is a human being. That's a strange thing. Yes, Phyllis, I will call you about that." Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show, Radio Irregardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Um, I really appreciate you guys joining. Next week, we're going to be live again. We've got another live week with comedian Steve Bjork. And it sounds exactly the way it's spelled. Steve Bjork. Um, it's a very funny guy, and you're going to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys next week. Radio Irregardless, Mark Scalia. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.